Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story of a dad ruining a high school graduation. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my partner's parents hate me and won't tell us why. So, I'm not sure why, but my partner's parents, mostly her mom, hate me. There are a few reasons I can think of, but they won't give her an actual answer. One is that I lied once, so I'm always a liar. Happened back when I got my first partner. I omitted personal information from her mom that she did not need to know. My partner mentioned it by accident, and in turn, her mom called me a liar and more. This was years ago, and I kept some personal information from her. Second is I'm an atheist. I don't go and say anything to them at all regarding it, and I keep my answers to their questions short to avoid a fight. Had a disagreement with them once years ago that spiraled into them yelling at both of us. Some things my partner has changed since being with me that might be why they don't like me. A thing that happened when I first moved in with my partner was that she would stop really asking me about doing something and started saying, we're doing this, going to this, and it's something I didn't like. So after talking about it and getting her to understand I didn't like having plans made for me without my consent, she now talks to me about things, like a normal couple should. Her mom tells her she should just do it anyways. She does. That I'm controlling because I want to be a part of the planning process. My partner has an issue with how she words things to people. She'll say things in a joking manner or in a way that can be perceived as bad. She has a lot of plants. It's her thing and I think it's cool. If she's with someone and she wants to get a plant, she might say, Opie will be mad, but it's so pretty. She knows I'm not going to be mad or upset in any way. I never am, unless it's something that we cannot afford. Even then, I don't get extremely mad or upset. A little, yes, and that's rare. This is getting better as well. I've never hit, raised a hand, or anything to her or my kids. I wouldn't dream of it. I love them way too much. This is the incident that led to making this post. The other day, I was folding all of our clothes and her brother brought over something we needed. My partner asked if it got him out of helping organize their parents' storage. I said sorry he had to do that. Helping organize their stuff can be hard with them. He comments about his dad being a prissy witch about it and his mom getting mad at everything, basically why I refuse to help with it now. Then offered him some underwear that his mom bought on clearance that I personally just won't wear. Made a dumb joke about getting clearance gifts. I've gotten some really stupid gifts from them over the years that have no practical use, or just feel like no thought was put into it. I'd gotten them some nice things they like and some that they still use. Finally, I asked him if he could smell anything. I had spent the previous few days deep cleaning my house to get it smelling better. Partner's parents came by to bring Easter stuff for our kids and said that it smells horrible and is worse than ever. Her brother couldn't smell a thing, just made a comment something like, Good. Spent a lot of time scrubbing, but your mom says it always smells. He comments, Yeah, she's always overdramatic about everything. My partner also made a few remarks, some about how her parents can be. He then goes back to his mom and tells her everything and everything he said to us that was negative or my partner said that was negative. He tells them I said it, so a whole conversation occurred. I tried for years to get on their good side. 
help them move their storage items, clean their house, work vendor sales, set up and tear down at the sales, decorate for holidays, attended every holiday gathering, helped get some spaces to host events. For the last two or so years, I've stopped going to birthday dinners or other dinners or events. It's basically just Christmas now. I hate getting treated horribly and feeling unwanted. If they come to our place, I stay in my office. I don't want to be uncomfortable around them. It's only natural to be like this when there's times I've just gotten out of a shower, go to their place and hear them whisper about how bad I smell and that it must have been days since I showered. Crab hurts and gets to someone after a while, so I'd rather just avoid it. I was going to go on a whole thing about how like other people's houses just tend to have a distinct smell in general, but then OP added in the thing they say about them smelling and like it's definitely seemingly intentionally like hating on OP for no reason. I don't blame OP one bit for distancing themselves and kind of putting their foot down that even if it's their partner's parents, they need that space. No one deserves to be treated like that and your kids definitely shouldn't be exposed to that behavior either. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my mom keeps demanding I give her a grandchild. Just wanting to see how others would respond to the same comments I received from my mom. I'm 27, child-free, and have never been a maternal person. Earlier on last year, I was diagnosed with a chronic progressive nerve disease called complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS. I had an injury at work two and a half years ago and have had CRPS now for about 18 months. The injury was to my dominant hand, right hand, and my CRPS is from fingertips to the side of my neck on my right side and stomach. CRPS has no cure and minimal treatments. I'm always in 7 to 10 out of 10 pain, 24-7. My normal daily life is hard, and I rely heavily on my partners to help do the smallest things. I can't put on or take off shirts, bra, and some pants by myself. I can't cut up my own food, write, wash, dry, or put my hair up by myself, prepare dinner, submerge my hand in water, do washing up or vacuuming because of vibrations, etc. If we have to travel out of town, it takes me two days to recover and I'm bedbound with a spew bucket for the whole two days. The vibrations from the car causes me so much pain and have to always have spew bags with me. I recently had a conversation with my mom about wanting to get my tubes tied. This is when she lost it at me. We were explaining to her how I can barely care for myself without my partner, let alone a child. Plus, pregnancy really, really ramps up CRPS and can cause me more issues, pain, and spreading of my condition. Plus, birthing, either naturally or C-section, can make the CRPS spread to my private organs. I was telling her that it would be selfish to have a child because I wouldn't be able to give the kid a proper life and would be unfair on my partner too as he'd have to take on so much more responsibility. She told me I was selfish and would live a sad and lonely life when I'm older, etc. That no reputable doctor would touch me if I asked them to tie my tubes. I asked her, well, what methods of contraception would you suggest then? I can't go on the pill or the rod because of my migraines contraceptives freak with CRPS and make the pain worse due to hormones and condoms aren't fail-safe. She replied, you know my stance. I think it's a stupid decision and that you're selfish for even considering this. I've thought about all this in the current medical situation I'm in, let alone how different and more difficult things will be if my CRPS spreads further, which pregnancy can make it spread, especially if it's a C-section, which then poses more complications of the CRPS spreading to that site. 
and then causing lifelong complications with my reproductive organs, fertility, sexual ability, etc. I don't know what to do. Mom keeps saying that you need to give me a granddaughter, you're the only one left who can still have kids. I would love to have a biological grandchild, it's now up to you. She has 11 step-grandsons. No biological grandchildren as I'm her only child. She's refusing to understand my concerns and just continues to berate me and call me selfish for not wanting to bring a child into the world that I physically can't care for. CRPS is an insanely cruel disease. Many, many people have had it for over 30 years and have it full body. I have extreme hypersensitivity, allodynia, in my affected limb. I can't stand having material or anything touch my arm and hand and wear a sling most days. If something does touch my hand or brush my hand, I will be in tears and throwing up because of the pain. I can't even hold an empty coffee cup in my hand, let alone a child. One of the things that frustrates me the most is the fact that she's seen me in a full-blown flare-up, crying, shaking, and throwing up because of pain, fingers locking up, having to physically pry my fingers open after a massive pain spike that then caused severe cramping in my hand, having to use a walking stick or have my partner half carry me to a bed while I'm bawling my eyes out because I can't walk because of how much pain I'm in. She's seen all of this and still has the audacity to call me the selfish one. She lives two and a half hours away and has stayed with me for a total of two nights in the seven years I've lived in this town. I'm always the one who has to travel to see her. Plus, now with this condition, traveling is becoming harder and harder to be able to tolerate. I'm just so frustrated and upset. Also, for anyone who's curious about CRPS, please look up the CRPS pain scale to better understand the level of pain we go through. I love my mom but I'm so close to going no contact. If she can't respect this boundary and support you in the decisions you personally make about not just whether or not you have a kid, but the medical decisions you make about your body, I don't think she deserves to be in your life, especially when she's continuing to press you to do things that are going to actively harm you, make you miserable, and make life honestly way harder than it needs to be already considering it's already probably good enough to consider harder than it needs to be. Our next story is my entitled parent story. This happened years ago, so forgive me if I miss things. Backstory, my son, son one, has ADHD, Asperger's, and a slew of other things, and we were moving to a new town, so he couldn't stay in the same school he was in at the time. Australian here. I called ahead to the closest high school to where I was moving and asked if they were equipped to take care of a child with special needs like my son. They assured me that they were. I set up an at-school interview and walkthrough. We liked the school, so as an EA, education assistant was watching my son, I went in to speak with the head of the EA department and the vice principal. I let them know what needed to be done when my son had a meltdown. It was as follows. 1. Do not keep son 1 in the classroom. He has violent outbursts and will start breaking his belongings if they try to keep him there and he could accidentally hurt other students. 2. Do not chase him if he runs out of class. Feel free to follow him at a distance, he will not leave the school grounds and would come back after he had some time to calm down. 3. Have a relaxation room that he and others with needs can use when everything gets overwhelming for them. They assured me that everything will be taken care of and they could accommodate his needs that in fact they have other students who have similar conditions like his. I sent over his school history and gave them the number of his old school so they could ask his former school for advice on if I was correct or not in dealing with my son. 
I'm not one of those parents who look at their children with rose-tinted glasses. I know they can do wrong, and I know how frustrating that can get for everyone. Gosh, I love my kids. They always keep me on my toes. Now, my first entitled parent story comes in. A month goes by, and the phone calls start. School says, hello, OP. We have a bit of problem with Sun One. I sigh and say, what happened? They say, Sun One ran from the classroom, and we chased him to get him to go back to the classroom. He just ran away again and wouldn't come back. I said, you chased him? That's the worst thing you could have done. Remember, follow him at a distance just to keep an eye on him. Things have gotten too much for him, and he probably needs to calm down a little before going back. The school says, okay, thank you for that, we'll remember for the next time. I said, oh, no worries. Remember, it's a new school for him, so it'll take some time for him to settle in. I had continuously spoken with Sun One before and during the move, and with his Asperger's, a new routine will take him some getting used to. Thank you for calling me and letting me know what happened. The school says, thank you, and you're welcome. We'll time skip here, but think of calls once a week to once every few days for the same thing. Sun One runs away, and the education assistant continuously follows him, chases him, or confines him to the classroom, where he gets stressed and starts breaking his own things. About six months after all this has started, I'm called into the school for a sit-down interview on how to deal with Sun One. Through the whole lead-up, I was always polite and kind to the members of staff who called me, never letting on how frustrated I was getting at them not listening to anything I had been saying. So I enter the school with Sun One's stepdad, sign the book as I speak with the receptionist. I said, hi, I'm OP. We, stepdad and I, have an appointment with the principal, vice principal, and head of EAs and EA. The receptionist says, ah, Mrs. OP. They just need to finish setting up the conference room, if you don't mind taking a seat while they finish. I said, no, that's fine. Thank you very much. We were waiting for a good 10 to 15 minutes while they finished. Once done, the principal comes to greet us and says, hi, I'm principal, Mrs. OP and Mr. OP. It's nice to meet you. I say, nice to meet you too. We all shake hands and he leads us to the conference room. Once seated and we all have cups of water, he speaks. The principal is telling me everything that Sun One has done running away from his class, not listening to instructions to come back when EA asked, breaking his belongings and accidentally hurting the other students when plastic went flying. The principal explains that they've been keeping him in class and forcing him to sit still, locking the door so he can't leave to get a breather, etc. Mr. OP and I are nodding along with Mr. OP asking a few questions, I can't remember what he asked now, until principal turns to me, Mrs. OP, what do you think we should do with Sun One? Oh. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Oh boy, they asked the wrong person the right question at the wrong time. A bit about me, I'm 160 centimeters tall, so around 5 foot 3, and I'm underweight, 40 kilograms, 88 pounds. When out in public, I'm normally a softly spoken, quiet person who hates confrontation. But this day, this day, I had my period. I have heavy cycles, so I tend to be swollen and a lot of pain when they come, as well as migraines and the frustration of dealing with the same issues with the school as explained above. I went off. I said, Principal, I'm sure the vice principal showed you Sun One's intake forms, correct? Principal said yes, but I don't see me cutting him off. So you are informed of the expectations and the methods used by myself and his former school in helping Sun One through his outbursts? Principal says yes, but me again cutting him off. Yet since my son has started here, I've been receiving calls every week, sometimes every other day, telling me that my son has run off and someone's chased him down trying to force him back to the classroom. The principal says I, the EA says I'm sure that, and I say you, looking at the EA now, you're an education assistant. Did you call this former school to confirm everything I told you? Do you have a room set up for my son and other students who get overwhelmed by things? My voice was rising at this point. The EA says, I did call the other school to confirm and yes, we do have a room, but it can only be accessed during breaks. Me now yelling, I was informed by the VP and you, I gestured to the head of the EAs, that son one's needs would be seen to. I'm sorry that other students have been injured. I'll happily supply them with my number so they can call me. I'll give them all the information that myself and Sun One School had provided you with how to take care of my child, so they too can complain to the school board about how you handle a disabled child. The principal says, I, we, there will be no need for that. I will personally ensure that everything you told us here today will get implemented and make sure that the room is available for use at any time. I said, thank you. Is that all? The principal says, yes. He sounded defeated. That was all. Thank you for coming. I picked up my bag and Mr. OP and I left, collecting Sun One as we left, giving a friendly goodbye to the receptionists. He told me in the car on the way home that the reception ladies were surprised that it was me yelling in the conference room. 
Fast forward a few years, my second entitled parent story comes in. Son 3 is in the same year that Son 1 was at the time above. Lockdowns had lifted, but masks were still mandatory at school. Son 3 has a weakened immune system and asthma. Son 3 comes home and right away, I can tell he's upset. I should note here that from the point I told the school off, they've always been scared and reluctant to call me for anything. Son 3 said, Mom, the art teacher demanded that I pull down my mask today. I said, what? What the heck for? She said I was mumbling and couldn't hear me. I said, please tell me you didn't pull down your mask. COVID is going around your school right now. Thankfully, he didn't get it, but his brothers and I did. He said, no, I just spoke louder. I said, good. Thank you for telling me. Well, we all know what I did next. I called the school. The receptionist said, hello, school name, receptionist speaking. I said, hello, receptionist. It's Mrs. OP here. My son, son three, just came home and told me some distressing news. This same receptionist was there when things with son one went down. The receptionist says, oh, Mrs. OP, son three is your son? I said, yes, we have different last names. The receptionist said, oh, okay, well, can you tell me what happened? I said, son three has just told me art teacher demanded that he pulled down his mask today. With all the emails I've been receiving from the school stating that students in several classes have got COVID, be aware, every day since school started, I find it rather concerning that a teacher demanded that a student with a weakened immune system and asthma was told to do such a thing. Can I speak with the head of his year or the VP? The receptionist said, oh my god, I'm so sorry. All the teachers have a list for students like son three, and she should not have done that. Not only to your child, but anyone. I said, I know, that's why I'm worried. The receptionist said, both are busy right now, but I'll have them call you back as soon as they're available if that's alright. You said it was our teacher? I said yes and yes. Thank you so much, receptionist. I appreciate it. She said you're welcome. Was there anything else? Laughing, I said I hope not. Thank you, receptionist. Enjoy the rest of your day. The next day, my phone rang. Answering it, it was the VP of the school. The VP said, Mrs. OP? I said speaking. It's vice principal of the school. I'm so sorry what has happened. I've given our teacher a verbal and written warning that will be in her permanent file. I said thank you. I was worried that if she said this to my son during this time, when more than half of your students were out sick, what could she have said to others with a worse condition than my son? They said I understand and I promise you that it will never happen again. I said thank you VP. I hope the rest of your week goes much smoother. Them laughing said me too. Have a great afternoon. Fast forward to today, son 3 and I were talking and he mentioned that the whole faculty was terrified of me. Not only because if I took this up the education chain, more than half of their staff would lose their jobs and teaching license, but because they didn't expect someone who normally is so softly spoken and polite would go full nuclear on them when it comes to my children's physical and mental well-being. I know it's long. Thank you for reading. I'll tell you one thing. I almost guarantee that OP's kids feel completely backed up by their parent. I think it's been well said before in a lot of places, but the greatest weapon you have against awful school faculty is the parent complaining. Whether they're being unfair about grading, just treating you bad in general, slacking in ways they shouldn't be as teachers, a parent being unafraid of marching up to that front desk and complaining and putting things in order, that's the greatest weapon you have and it's nice to see OP exercise that when this school and their faculty seem very happy to take advantage of kids with disabilities. 
Our next story is, Dad ruins my high school graduation by getting drunk on my mom's tab. I'm not entirely sure this fits perfectly here, but I wanted to share it. My dad has a bad drinking problem, like makes him pretty much incapable of functioning. He has, I think, around a grand total of 14 DUIs. He and my mom got divorced when I was 5. He was absent a lot through ages 9 to 13, and we've had a lot of issues over the years. One thing he always brags about is that he's been to all of my graduations. That's technically true, but he's ruined most of them. My high school graduation, we went to eat at the Mexican restaurant after. My dad was unemployed. He's later managed to get disability, but he didn't have it at the time, and living out of a garage. My mom offered to pay for his food since he couldn't. The meal was fine at first. We were having a good time. Then my dad ordered the first jumbo margarita. When he ordered the second, my mom flew off the handle and basically had to run outside the building to avoid strangling my father over the tortilla chips. My brother and his at the time girlfriend ran out after my mom to help her calm down. I was left at the table with my dad and my mom's on and off boyfriend. Mom's boyfriend is a crap stirrer, so this was a problem. When the waitress came over, my dad tried to order a third margarita. The waitress told him it wasn't a good idea and asked if my mom was okay with that. Mom's boyfriend was laughing and asked my dad, You going to let her tell you what to do? You're entitled to a drink. My dad literally started berating this poor woman. I'm a grown man and I can have another drink if I want one. My butt was basically losing it at this point and was telling him not to be a jerk and that he was making a scene, to which I got told, I'm your father, you can't talk to me that way. By the time my mom came in, they immediately started going at it. We basically just had to pay the check and leave. My dad obviously can't drive, so we also had to drive him home. He basically just called my mom swears as we drove away. If you ask him though, absolutely none of this happened and he was the perfect supportive dad during the graduation. Yeah, this is definitely the kind of parent you just kind of distance yourself from after a while. You wonder why you're never coming over, you wonder why you're never going out to anywhere with him. And despite all that they did, and despite the fact that people probably aren't willing to spend much time with them, if at all, they'll still sit there and say, oh, I was a perfect father. All my kids must adore me. Our next story is, entitled family of tourists cut in line because they think they deserve special treatment but my boss put the parents in their place. So this story took place a few weeks ago. So as many might know from recent Entitled Parents posts, I work at a small retail store in a city that tends to attract tourists. Not a lot, but some tourists. We've had numerous encounters with Entitled Tourists that this is the third story I'm putting on Reddit. Now on to the story. So this particular evening, we were less than half an hour away from closing when this family of tourists come in and start walking around the store. Ten minutes before closing, my coworker Alan announced on the intercom that we were closing in ten minutes. Since we had, I'm guessing, around 30 to 45 people in the store, of course, the line began to get longer. Cue the entitled tourists. So I got to the second register, so that way we can get the line flowing a bit faster. All of a sudden, I hear a commotion in the back half of the line. Then, all of a sudden, the entitled tourists of our story zoom to the register before the customer at the front of the line puts down her stuff at the register. Here was the interaction I had with the parents. I said, you're aware you cut everyone that was in line, right? The entitled dead said, yeah, because we're in a big rush. I didn't know you closed this early. We always close at 8pm. I said, sir, you have to go to the back of the line. Otherwise, I won't scan your items. He said, no, my family and I are not going to the back of the line. 
Meanwhile, the people that were in the line were shouting at his family to go to the back. I said, sir, either go to the back of the line and wait like everyone here, or leave your stuff and leave. The entitled mother said, don't you talk to my husband like that, we want to talk to your manager. Something about David? He's the type of guy that will side with the employee, no matter how rude or entitled the customer is. He also doesn't believe in, the customer is always right. So I get the manager, David, obviously not his real name, walks to the register I'm at and immediately, the entitled mother says, this jerk scolded my husband because he accused us of cutting in line. Random shopper said, that's because you guys did cut the line, idiots. David pulling out his iPad said, is this you guys? He shows them the footage of the family cutting in line. The looks on their faces, priceless. David said, I'll give an ultimatum. Either go to the back of the line like OP instructed all of you to do, or leave right now and you won't be allowed to shop here anymore. We have a long line and both of you have been nothing but a nuisance. Just because you're tourists doesn't mean you get special treatment. You follow the rules just like everyone here. So what's it gonna be? The entitled parents tried to plead their case using the we're in a big rush card, only for my boss to shoot it down by saying, you chose to show up half an hour before closing and both of you chose to be an inconvenience for everyone around you. In the end, the entitled parents and the rest of the family left their stuff on the register and walked out with the priceless face of defeat. Because of this encounter, Alan and I had to stay an extra 20 minutes just so we could get everyone out. Most customers thanked me for not caving in to the parents' demands. Some gave me high fives and fist bumps. Moral of the story, don't cut in line, folks. I love that everybody in line was still appreciative of the outcome because at some point it does become almost like a cut your losses type situation. It's probably faster just to scan them out. But everybody wanted justice here. Either they go back to the line and wait their turn or they get out of there with nothing. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.